Hello and welcome to the EBP podcast, a show which explains the basics of academic work and research and helping you apply this to your practice. Today, we'll be looking at the area of reflection and how this fits into your role as a student and also once you qualify. So today is the first episode where we are recording with other health professionals and this marks a really exciting stage to the next part of the podcast project. So we have a mix of OT and physios today from different universities. I'm Alex, I'm a lecturer in physio. I'm Leisha, I'm a second year physio student at the University of Huddersfield. I'm Eva, I'm a third year occupational therapy student at the University of Huddersfield. Hey, I'm Kirsty, I'm a third year occupational therapy student at the University of Cumbria. And my name is Edwina Rush, I'm an occupational therapy lecturer at the University of Cumbria. And we hope that you enjoy listening. So today we're talking about reflection and just to make sure we're on the same page, what do we mean by reflection? Well, it's about thinking about your own actions and experiences and um, thinking about like the positives, the difficulties that you've had and uh, that experience helping you learn about something that you've done. Yeah, I was going to say it's like a way to look back and identify um, like things that went well or things that you think you could improve on, but also... And reflecting on how things made you feel as well and emotions and it can be a way of processing like a stressful or an emotional situation or a really enjoyable situation as well. So what sort of things then do you reflect upon? I think like you reflect on things that have challenged you. Um, I reflect on yeah things that I haven't seen before in practice and I'm like oh that's quite interesting Um, things that interest me. Also, just things that you enjoy because they're a lot more fun to reflect on than the things that aren't so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like before I said, like, I remember when I was on placement, there was one scenario that I found really emotional and quite hard to cope with, deal with, I guess, and like really face like why I found it so hard. And then when I was speaking to my like visiting tutor and we'd talked about it and everything and it helped me process it and they recommended that I reflect on it like in a more structured way like using a reflective model or something like that just to like keep for for future um, reference as well that you can look back on and like look back and see how you coped with that situation if you're in a similar position. I think that's interesting because that's um, a similar experience to what I just have I've just completed a placement um, and when I felt really quite overwhelmed with things, um, I found that completing a reflection really helped me um, look at maybe what went like what you were saying, what, what didn't go so well, but equally what did go well. So that I could see like the whole picture rather than it just being, oh, my God, I should have did better or I could have did this, I could have did that. Like it made me think differently. And also um, my educator said to link it to things like um maybe like ARCOT guidance or things that are not just personally to you so that you can say, well, actually, I did that really well because I followed that pathway or I followed that guidance. And that was really useful to know. Yeah, I think for situations that are maybe more stressful, it can be quite hard to bring yourself to actually reflect on it. Um, And I think for the situation that I found myself experiencing, I think I waited a few days before really sitting down and like writing about it um because of like how how emotional I found it and how it did affect me um it didn't just slip out of my mind so from that point of view it was okay to leave it for a bit and then come back to it but I've found for other things that maybe 
they're a bit of like a smaller achievement or um, something not so big that didn't go perfectly I tended to like while I was on placement make a quick note of it and then when I got home like wrote something about it and then so that I didn't forget about it <laughs> but um yeah I think even though if if even if it's hard to um write it's beneficial to do it in the long run so that's what I just remind myself of to get through the writing process <laughs> so why is it important then I suppose um, teaching reflection in a university setting to to healthcare professionals, we, you know, we we, we want to emphasise that it has a fairly transformational kind of impact on current learning and clinical practice, but also on future practice. And, um, you know, like like you've just mentioned, some of those examples, um, we we can use it as a tool to. Um, to get us out of a sticky situation if we're feeling stuck in a clinical scenario or if we're having you know a difficult relationship with um, a client or a colleague we can uh, use it as a very kind of analytical tool to kind of think about our role in it the services role and what you've done in the past what you might do in the future and so you know, when, when we try and teach this from the early days, we it, students often don't have a lot to hang their knowledge on. And so they almost need to sit with us and trust us that the process will, in the long run, enable them to have a better practice. And I suppose look deeper and look broadly at the practice as well. Um, so, yes, there there's some, some of the reasons. And um. I guess, you know, I had a student recently who's in third year and she asked me um, to have a look at one of her reflections. And um, her question was, um, am I doing it right? Is this right? And when when we we read through the reflection, actually, there really isn't a right or a wrong way to reflect. But um, one of the key things she was thinking about was um, in implementing some kind of change around learning this particular example was she probably didn't have enough knowledge in in a particular area and so it just guided her and and it was really only by sitting down and reflecting on what she'd done that that she could come to that kind of conclusion i think it, it probably highlights one of the um the big learning points about reflection actually after reflecting upon reflection it's a difference between when it's taught you often do it for assessment purposes mm. and when you are doing it for assessment purposes or when you're on placement and you're being told that you have to do a, a reflection each week depending on what your supervisor says you're sort of almost having to search for things to reflect upon and you're almost forcing it in a way which I understand mm. why it's, it's part of the learning process but it doesn't become this natural sort of progression to this where you're looking back on a situation and thinking well what have I done right or wrong really and and I think when you're going for an assessment you're often looking for a right or wrong answer and it's very hard I think to convey to a student and I include myself as a student you know most recently with teaching qualifications but also when I first learned this as a as, a, as an undergrad physio and um, I hated reflection at the time and it was it was forced and it it wasn't a natural process to me so um and I, and I think you know whilst I think reflection has changed in how I do reflect I, I think it's um 
it's probably the circumstances i don't know how does how do you think reflection or your your view of reflection has changed in your studies i definitely think like reflection isn't just sitting down and writing a reflection there is that aspect of it but there's also discussions with your supervisors or with your colleagues and reflecting in that way and I don't know I personally find that a lot easier just to chat with somebody but I also feel written reflection is also I find it very helpful with personal if you're writing a more personal reflection um, and being able to see that written out and be able to like look back on it and see you're able to see how far you've come quite easily through written reflection. Do you think those two ways give you different outcomes in terms of the the whole reflective process? I think you can get different outcomes from it, from talking to somebody, um, that dynamic, depending on who the person is, you may be a lot less vulnerable in your reflection. Um, and so with that aspect of it, you won't be able to learn from, I guess. I think that's why it's, it's you know, it's, it's great to remember that all healthcare workers and AHPs and, and, you know, people who work with patients and clients are encouraged to reflect. And so, you know, it'll be taught in different ways and in looking at different kind of processes and models. But actually, the process is kind of the same that you have this opportunity to 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 reflect on to engage in you know opportunities to to have that time with people and so actually opening that dialogue in clinical practice settings is really important too and knowing that other other students and other clinicians think similarly about this same reflection you know this the same process yeah how do you think reflection has changed then or your view of reflection has changed over the like since starting to the end as, as students well for me I, I think hugely I think in first year it, it's just kind of what you were saying like I feel like you don't have the experiences or you can't make those judgments because you're kind of watching other people um, particularly the first days you're observing your educator um, but I feel like from that up until now in my third year placement um, you are really reflecting on your own personal skills and, you know, um, how you were going about doing things with, with service users and your actions. It, it was totally different to how I would reflect. Um, so, yeah, for me, I can see a massive change in, in how I would how I would go about doing reflections. I guess I guess it, it makes me think about um when you're in your early, you know, days of, of learning, you know, you come into uni and you're you're encouraged to build in this time to reflect. Do you feel that over the time, so you're in second year and third year now and beyond, um, that you've kind of incorporated this now as part of kind of your daily or yeah. you've kind of got a routine around it? It just comes part of a norm. You know, if something happens, then you think, oh, I wonder what I could do differently next time. I feel personally I'm reflecting in action. So when when things are happening, I'm, I'm reflecting in my head. And that's why I would struggle to write a reflection because I've already did that process there and then. So sometimes when I'm coming to think of it, I think, well, what, what would I do differently? But you've changed or you maybe want to think about what you could do to improve or any CPD things that you could do. Um, but yeah, totally think differently. So does it look different and does a reflection look different now that you're in third year than it did in first year? 
Yeah, definitely. In the way that that you you write it and you think about things, you I think you're you're just you're justifying your decisions and and thinking about your own actions and and why you like putting it on an OT perspective, um, rather than just thinking about you know your own personal self. You're thinking about why would an occupational therapist do this and what could I do differently in those terms. Now I'm only in second year now so I've not had that much um clinical experience yet I think my like understanding of reflection even developed just over the three weeks of placement that I had um so I decided that I was going to keep like a placement log throughout my placement so I got a notebook specifically for it love a new notebook (laughs) um and thought I'm going to write at the end of every day like what I did that day and reflect on anything that went well or didn't go so good but at the start I wasn't really sure what kind of things I'd be writing um and then as I went on through that placement I realized all the different types of things that I could actually be writing about and reflecting on even um like how another member of staff like responded to something or handled something because that's I feel like a huge thing that you can learn from especially like as a student whether it be like good or not so good you can sort of take inspiration from it and think oh they handled that really well I'm going to make a note of that so that I can do that in the future or if there's something that you thought you might do differently it'd be like maybe that wasn't the best way to do it and you can talk to them about it or um learn from it that way um so I managed to write something every day for those three weeks I'm not sure how well I'll be able to sustain that over a longer placement I'm hoping that I can um (laughs) but it might be that I kind of prioritize writing maybe more lengthy reflections on more significant things in my next placements um but yeah that worked for me and now I'm much more aware of the different types of things that I can reflect on so I'll be looking out for those going forwards. So Kirsty earlier on you said about in or on action do you want to explain about what you mean by reflecting in or on action? Yep so in action is while you're carrying out um, an experience or, or doing something in the moment and um, you'll maybe change or adapt how you're, you're, you're doing it and on action is you're thinking about it in ret- retrospect. So a particular situation that's happened um, and you're analysing on it and planning for the future. Is that a term that's familiar to, to the rest of you? Yeah, I think I think from a, you know, from an educational perspective, we want our students to be and, and our clinicians of the future to be great problem solvers. And so. Often they come across problems like like Kirsty just said, and, and, and you're able to have a go at potentially trying a different theory or using a different method or trying a different treatment, which is a great example of the inaction. And sometimes that doesn't always work. We need to, you know, often go away at times as students and, and go back and think about what we might actually do for the whole process differently as well. But but ultimately, it really helps you to kind of develop those problem solving skills and 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 you you just you, you become a kind of thinking thinking therapist don't you on your on your feet you're developing those skills you know the inaction because you're, you're developing problem solving skills so you know you're thinking differently you're, you're starting to justify you're using like clinical reasoning to to be able to justify your actions so in the moment you're maybe thinking of different things that you wouldn't have done before um and on action you could use different a variety of tools and models um, to help you. So do you think the reflective process is different or do you think that as you go get further into your course your ability to be more analytical about the situation changes because you know more? 
Yeah, I think you, you start to be critical and analyse differently um, through your learning at, at uni as well. I think you just you just develop that kind of thinking. Um, yeah, I think as you go through uni, it comes becomes a lot more natural. I don't know about anybody else, but I found in first year it seemed very forced and not thing I'd really done before. Um, and that's definitely a normal thing after talking to like my friends and other students on the course. But now it's just like a natural thing. It's like, okay, sitting down and writing a reflection, you kind of know what steps and how to think through a situation and the different things that you think about when writing that down or discussing it with someone. And I think it, it stays a little bit detached in those early um, you know, in those early days until you have some clinical experience behind you because, you know, you're you're taught to oh, start reflecting and just reflect on your day. And you're not really sure how it all links up to the theory and to the practice. And so you're right. It, it, um, it, it's a bit more detached and it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, I think, in the beginning. But if you sit with the knowledge and start to develop, it'll then, you know, it's, it's a bit of a chicken and egg. It starts to roll. And, and you, you, you feel the difference and you see the difference and it becomes, I think, a bit more ingrained in your kind of routine. And my educator actually said something similar to me because I, I always felt like when I was going, I needed to have ref- like lots of reflections. Um, but then when it came to like supervisions and things, he'd say to me, oh, you're a really reflective like practitioner. And I used to think, but I, I'm not because I haven't showed you all of this stuff that I've been thinking in my head. But then we had conversations about things and it was it was because of those uh, those moments of analysing in the moment that and I was discussing how what I'd said, what I did, what I'd changed. And then that, that he did, he made me realise, oh, oh, yeah, well, I guess I have reflected on that. So that's it's interesting that you say that, because um, I think that we as a student, you think it needs to all be written down and you need to do this perfect piece of um, report on every little finer detail of my feelings and, you know, what I've did differently. But actually, in some respects, it doesn't always need to be that way. Mm. It's interesting. Mm. And I think there's a big opportunity, isn't there, in reflection to celebrate the little wins and the small successes in in your practice and in, you know, in the in, in the area that you're working in. And, and and that doesn't have to be in a, you know, a scientific journal that can be like you were saying on Twitter or just sharing about it, talking about it. I'm into your physio magazines or your OT, you know, and, and, and all of the discipline those kind of levels you can just talk about it in those ways too so it kind of shares the the learning with other people and normalizes it and and brings it to the forefront in terms of conversation it's not always made very clear how often you're expected to reflect like especially when i guess when once you're qualified how how often are you expected to perhaps write a reflection in addition to speaking with colleagues and um other people about it like that'd be quite interesting to know yeah for me like I think just similarly to the points it was it was maybe more forced because you just weren't having the experiences but I feel like I write a lot I could write a lot more reflections during a placement than I could at uni um doing assignments and things like that because you're really experiencing like core OT skills or you really you're putting that theory into practice and that helps you well personally it helps me learn because I'm really practical Uh, yeah absolutely it becomes um 
it becomes kind of part of your core, you know, your core, I suppose, lens the way you see the world and the way you experience the world, really. And it's less of a I need to do this now. It just becomes part of the way you think and the way you behave and how you process things. And, you know, I, I, I've seen that change. My, You know, I, I, I see that change even having moved from clinical practice to education in the way I you know, the way I work with students, for example, and it, it, it you know, you, you can relearn that in different formats over and over again. But once you learn to be a reflective practitioner and a person, you you never really then unlearn it. It kind of like it, it's part of you then going forward, I think. Mm. Yeah. And I suppose it, that's that's what we want all of our students to kind of engage in that process so they get to this stage where they're owning it, owning their own engagement and they don't need that prompting to to kind of do it, that it just becomes part of who they are as, as a therapist or as a clinician or as a healthcare worker. Are you still using the reflective models? And as a student, uh, are your reflective models changing or do you still use reflective models? And how has that developed over time? I think, well, I still definitely um, use reflective models just because it really helps me just structure my thoughts and what I'm going to write and it helps me yeah it helps me just to process it and to think more when I'm writing written reflections it's usually for an academic purpose so yeah. it just helps me so I'm not jabbering on a page basically <laughs> reflection makes a lot more sense now I just to start with I was like, I do not understand how this could be helpful or how I'm going to carry on this when I qualify. Um, but definitely through the years, you can see the impact that it does have and how it does help you become a better professional and using that as a skill in that um, you're definitely able to see that more. No, that's great. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think particularly when you're starting out, just the same as everything so including probably all your assessments and a lot of your clinical skills, they will be very structured and they'll, you will have a very, um, you know, almost logical and definite structure that you follow. And if you're writing an assignment on this or getting assessed on it in any way, shape or form, I would absolutely, um, you know, recommend using a model and sticking to it. Um, you know, that's the one thing that it's different. If you're being assessed on it, they'll want to know that you've, you've used a model and how you've used it. But when you're using it for your own personal development, I think you can start to see what works best. And it might be that, you know, you don't always follow one model each time and you might not always use every single box of it because sometimes it's about uh, an action sometimes it's about a situation that you're in sometimes it's about your own sort of particular sort of understanding of the situation in which case not all models will um, will apply so mm. um things start to be quite structured at first but i think as the same as as you get more experience then you feel a little bit more confident to go off off piste almost and and to find your own way through things but it will still give you the same uh, benefit in the end i think and i, I I was just going to say, Alex, off the back of that, um, you talked about in university, if you're doing a more of an academic reflection, we like to use a framework, you know, use a reference model that's been in practice. But, you know, often students can go into a lot of detail about what happened and where they were. But 
often we really like to know that bit at the end where the magic is around what might you do differently and yeah. how might you change this practice or and what are the steps you will take to do that and I think sometimes students maybe in the beginning miss that pivotal piece at the end um, and and that's what we really like to see too because that guides you into into the action so in, in, in terms of reflection that it's I mean it sounds like we've all had quite a similar uh, experience reflection often taught uh, in in a very structured way when it's not such a structured process I think the main thing that I'll take from this discussion is just to always remember um like the value um of like the verbal discussion part of reflection um and just knowing that I, like, I don't have to write every single thing down <laughs> and you don't always have to stick to such a uh, strict structure um and i'm looking forward to seeing how this goes <laughs> in the rest of this year and in third year yeah i i would say um reflection is really core to our profession and it helps us to to be problem solvers and to to stay dynamic and um, to keep us on track and it's a super simple process once we engage in it and I suppose my top tip would be for anybody who hasn't maybe engaged or immersed themselves in it to give it a go and and to start somewhere and for people who've maybe got out of practice of doing it to try and start filtering in some um, elements of reflection into their day or their week or their month because Ultimately, I think it serves us in in our in our own professional practice, but also in in the services we work in, and especially at the moment, given all of the current contemporary issues that we're facing in healthcare. Yeah, I think remembering that to start with it can feel very rigid and it can feel a bit weird to reflect, but it's remembering that actually it will come more naturally the more you do it and the more you immerse yourself in your profession and that yeah through engaging in reflection you're just gonna develop more and yeah just kind of normalizes things that you may think that other people haven't experienced when they have especially when like you're discussing it with supervisors and your colleagues around you. Yeah, I think it's been interesting to hear like the different our different perspectives really um, and just kind of similar to what everybody's saying I, I just feel it's good to have that awareness that it doesn't need to be so strict um, and just to be so like be more aware of your own so when you're when you're doing things in action that it that is you reflecting and to try and be more aware of it. Yeah so there's some really good summaries and hopefully if you've been listening that will help you with your reflections in future. If you have any questions, thoughts or comments on today's episode, then you can email us on theevidencebasedphysio at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can find us on social media at Twitter or Instagram at the EBP podcast. Please let us know what you think of the episodes and also leave questions or subjects you'd like to cover in the future. Thank you for listening. Thank you.